0: That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.
1: Common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for
0: Inez Says. I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks so much for being here today. Of course, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can also find it right there on the front page of the WDBO app. And I invite you to join me for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. every weekday on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580. Be sure to stream us right there in the WDBO app. It's as easy as that. Okay, let's go ahead and catch up with U.S. Senator Rick Scott from the great state of Florida here on the Inez Says podcast. On the agenda with the senator today, the fiscal insanity of Washington, D.C. What would former President Ronald Reagan say about a $33 trillion debt? The prospect of getting American border security and a larger Ukrainian funding bill in the future. But first... I asked the senator about his recent endorsement of Donald Trump for president. Here's that conversation now with U.S. Senator Rick Scott. I want to get your thoughts about uh, what you've done in endorsing former President Donald Trump for president in 2024 over Governor Ron DeSantis. You served as governor of this state, and yet you choose to endorse Donald Trump. Tell me why you made that decision, Senator.
1: Well, he, he, it's real simple. I've I've known President Trump um, long before I was uh, governor, and I've always had a working, good working relationship with him. Um, the you know here's what I look at. It. He's got a track record. When he left office, the border was secure, The economy was good, we weren't at war, and so I think anybody running against him has a difficult time because I mean he's got a track record of getting things done, and so. I think he's going to have a big win in the primary, and I think he's going to uh, come back and be president again. And I look forward to working with him when uh, he's in the White House again.
0: Senator, can your endorsement of Trump, can it be looked upon as any sort of dig at Governor Ron DeSantis? Oh,
1: absolutely not. Mm. You know, I'm always appreciative of what, you know, all Republicans are doing. You know, President Trump's got a background. He's already been the president. He, he knows the job, and so I think he'll do I think he's clearly going to win, and I think he'll do a great job.
0: Well, I know you are and have been a big supporter of Israel, and with the uh, war going on right now with Hamas, I know there's a truce going on. Another uh, one-day truce was agreed upon hours ago Are you surprised and and perhaps bewildered, Senator, as many of us are, as the amount of support that Hamas is getting on college campuses and in some cities with these protests are going on since October 7th? Are are you surprised to see this?
1: Absolutely. I mean, Hamas is a baby killer. They behead babies. They behead babies. Just stop there. But on top of that, they rape young girls and burn them alive. And then after that, they shoot people right in the head just because they're Jews. So I think it's despicable. Uh, that anybody supports Hamas. If you're not an American citizen, I'd like you to be deported. I don't believe you ought to be in this country if you support baby killers. So I think we need to understand that, you know, Israel didn't start this. Hamas, you know, came into Israel and just killed 1,400 people, including, where's the uproar? 33 Americans died. We still have American hostages. I mean, that's what I I don't get about anybody in this country. It's not worried about the people that were just killed just randomly by by Hamas, uh, you know, because they're Jews and why they're still holding hostages, including American hostages. I want every Hamas member that participated in this dead. That's the only way this is ever going to stop. They, they have to be completely eliminated.
0: How much of these pro-Hamas protests that we have seen, there was another one in New York City with the Christmas tree lighting last night, the chaos created by these various groups. How much of this do you think is anti-Semitism disguised as, well, we really care about the Palestinian people here? Well,
1: no one knows, but there's a lot of anti-Semitism. And, and why is that happening? Why would somebody, somebody be against somebody just because of their faith? That's all this is. People, you know, say, you know, some people say they don't like somebody because of their faith. That's that's wrong. It's hatred. And so it's disgusting to me. I think every one of us have to stand up for our Jewish friends. we got to stand up for defend itself. You know, these people that want to go out and protest because somebody's Jewish or they want to protest Israel, they're wrong. They're It's real simple. They are wrong and we ought to call them out for it. You want to go support Hamas? You're never going to come work here. Um, So who I'm disappointed with is schools like Harvard that condone this
0: stuff. Yeah, no question about it. Um, There has been some backlash on Ivy League campuses because of that. But nonetheless, I know last week you joined some GOP colleagues in demanding a vote on the Senate floor to pass the House passed Israel aid legislation. It was defeated when every Senate Democrat voted against it. What what does that tell you, Senator?
1: Democrats are anti-Israel. They don't believe Israel should have a right to defend itself. That's exactly what that vote was about. Do we support Israel over Hamas. That's what that vote was about. Every Democrat in the Senate voted to support Hamas, support the PLO, which gives money, American dollars, American tax dollars, goes to the PLO, and they give that money to terrorists that that kill Jews. I mean, this is despicable.
0: You held a news conference with fellow Republican senators yesterday, and you were highlighting the need to demand secure fiscal sanity and border security in the upcoming supplemental appropriations bills. You've been talking about fiscal sanity in a town that has us, what, $33 trillion in debt right now. Do you feel as if you're spitting in the wind at this point?
1: Sometimes you feel that way, but you know, my, my experience in life, I'm a kid that grew up in public housing. I got to build businesses, and you know, here's how life works. you bust your but you bust your butt, you bust your butt. And after about 10 years, you're an overnight success. Uh, people say, well, of course, that was going to happen. No, you work at it every day. It's hard. There, there's most people up here do not care about inflation. But think about what what Florians are going through. It's cost now since Biden got elected over a thousand dollars a month to live in this country to keep the standard living you, you had when Joe Biden got elected. Uh, so and look at what's happened to interest rates since Joe Biden got elected, gas prices since Joe Biden got elected, grocery prices. And so the only way this is going to get under control is a balance the budget. You can. I balance a budget when I was in business. I balanced a budget when I was governor of Florida for every year for eight years and paid off actually a third of the state debt. We can do it here. But starts with saying we're going to do it. And then we're going to go through the budget and find out what's the most important. And that's what we're going to do. There's a lot of nice to haves. Your government shouldn't be spending dollars like that. It is your money. It is not free money. It is your money. You should expect us to live within our our means.
0: I do wonder what Ronald Reagan would say about our money and and the way it's being spent up there in Washington, D.C., Senator.
1: He'd say, what the hell have you done to my country? You opened the borders. Okay, who's the do you, you don't even know who's coming across the border? You've you've run up thirty four to almost thirty four trillion dollars worth of debt. You have no ability to live within your means. I mean, Scott, since And since 2019, our population is up less than 2 percent and the federal budget is up 55 percent. That's not sustainable. This inflation is not going away. Interest rates are not going to come down until we get our budget under control.
0: Uh, Speaking of the border, Senator, I wanted to ask you one more question before I let you go. Are you able to get border security in that Ukraine funding bill in the future here?
1: The Ukraine funding will be dead on arrival if we don't have metrics to prove we've secured our border, it does, doesn't mean because right now we have a lawless Biden administration. We have laws that when Trump was in office, we had a, we had a pretty secure border, and so then we have the same laws and we have an open border. So it's not the laws; it's about a lawless administration. So here's what we're going to do. If there's gonna be Ukraine funding, it's gonna be tied to the number of people come across our border illegally going down every month until we get back to where Trump was. Otherwise, there will not be, there will not be any money uh, to support Ukraine. And look, I want Ukraine to win, I want Russia to lose, right? But I wanna secure our border before I worry about Ukraine's border.
0: Thanks to former Florida governor and current U.S. Senator Rick Scott for the chat here on the Inez Says Podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. Make sure you join me every single weekday morning for Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and a.m. 580. I'll see you next time.